0: Hey, good morning, everybody. Welcome to Read It and Weep, the podcast about terrible audiobooks. My name is Alex. I'm your host today and always. And joining me are my two special friends that I have. First of all, Ezra, the man whose autobiography is going to be named 100 Days 1 T-Shirt. Ezra, welcome to the program. (laughs) Thank you. Yeah, I know it doesn't sound like a compliment, but I'm using that to compare you with our good friend Chris, whose autobiography will likely be entitled 100 T-shirts One Day. Chris, welcome to the program.
1: Thank you very much. Uh, I'd have more time for this show if I wasn't changing my shirt.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I think if you
2: were ever, like, overthrown, you know, your dictatorial position over, over Seattle was ever, like, toppled by the people... They'd be really pissed when they discovered your closet. They'd be like, we've been living in squalor, and here he has thousands of (laughs) t-shirts. Which we
1: can We could have made those into pants.
0: (laughs) Getting right into it. We are reading today the... What are we reading? We were reading Confessions of a Shopaholic, <laughs> which contains, as far as I like, can tell, very few confessions and lots of shopping. We read the first half of the book, which is a grueling six hours of audiobook. Oh, my God.
1: <laughs> uh, it, it, was like, it was like running an endurance race where people were just hitting you with sharp rocks.
0: Entire... <laughs> it was so long and and awful, but also also really pithy. And I kept feeling like I was getting stabbed to death by marshmallows. <laughs> Anyway. Yeah. Right.
1: Well, I mean, Wait. should we jump right into our compliment sandwich?
2: Is yes. That...
0: Let it, let us do the first half of the compliment. Um, who would like to volunteer? I got one. Do it.
2: Okay. This is, I think there was one moment that I thought was legitimately funny and was definitely enhanced by the audiobook reading. Going to just play the clip.
3: The worst ocean is often your company occupation Noah a scheme, but if the hiss is not possible. Bleh, a wide variety of lands is on their market, oh yeah, <laughs> that was
0: fun,
1: right, okay,
2: yeah.
0: that was pretty good
2: yeah, so what I love about this uh, the main character, Becky, was trying to be really impressive by typing fast, and she can 't type very well when she types fast, so the passage is all full of typos and it 's slightly intelligible still. And it's kind of fun to hear the narrator just, you know, say, uh,
1: the worst option is off when you're coming anyway. me. Anyway. Um, <laughs> you know what it reminds me of? It reminds me of uh, my English professor reading Middle English. <laughs> it <laughs> it all a- sounds like that with a lot of, uh. It was a lot of, uh. Uh, Yeah. Uh. yeah. Um, okay. So I'm going to throw out a compliment here, and it may not be well regarded by the group of the audience, but I think that uh, the author here, Pretty much nails shopping ecstasy, um, which is <laughs> which is what what I'm referring to specifically is there's a point at which uh, early on in the book, Becky gets a really nice scarf that costs way too much money, but it's half off and she's able to get it. And just the way in which she describes like how she feels once she enters the store and is going to buy the scarf and gets the scarf and starts wearing the scarf like, I mean, I'm kind of a shopper. I know the feeling i mean i 'm not as ridiculously melodramatic and inane as Becky Bloomwood, but at the same time, I feel like it 's somewhat emotionally true, which is more than i 've given any book we 've read
0: you 're absolutely right i 'm not regarding that well
1: yeah you're not <laughs>
0: <laughs> I have a very different reading of uh, of that moment, which i 'm going to hold off on and because I have some jokes about it later but That moment made me so uncomfortable, and hearing you tell me that it's emotionally true for you is very disturbing. All right. (laughs) Uh, My compliment is a genuine compliment, which is rare for me, but this is a book about a very inane girl and possibly bordering on sociopathic girl. But what I love about the book (laughs) is she is never concerned about her weight.
2: Oh, that is good
0: you have a hugely uh, like this nutty girl character and we're hearing her constant in her monologue and she never once complains if she looks fat in anything that she's wearing and that's awesome
2: I could add in one one like a side bit on that she also really very like compared to Twilight she does not very often complain about guys
0: I thought that for the first five and a half hours and then she starts complaining about how it's not fair that she doesn't have a boyfriend
2: okay it's true but like that's look like the, the ratio is flipped in Twilight you know I agree
0: so. <laughs> I agree that is a good ratio Yesterday, I don't know if you guys had this problem, but my, my copy of the audiobook um, kept – it had a bug in my iPod, I think, because it, it would – play at, at a couple of points, it would play for a little while, and then it would just stop and go back to the home screen on my iPod. Yeah, that happens on audiobooks. It, it happened to me for, several times, and at one point, it happened like eight times in a row at the same mark. Like I'd fast-forward back to the mark where I was supposed to be at, press play, it'd play for two seconds, and then it would cancel out. And I was like having a, an argument with my iPod where I was like – really seriously i do want to listen to this and the ipod goes no
4: come <laughs> on.
0: Anyway, no no i really do okay i mean i don't want to read it but i i have to and they'd be like I, this is for your own good alex you're not listening to this
2: it's like alex i know what this does to you come on man just walk away i can't
0: walk away
1: uh, yeah. yeah so let's just explain a little bit about, about what this book is about this book takes takes place in london and it follows the protagonist, Becky Bloomwood, and she lives in an apartment with a roommate, and she is a financial journalist. However, she does not care about finance and doesn't really know anything about finance, so she copies copies press releases and cannot answer the most basic questions about finance. However, she does have a terrible spending habit. She shops a lot, and it puts her in debt, and this book is basically about her managing her debt or mismanaging her debt while buying things and while failing to be a competent journalist. Right. Right?
0: That's a perfect summary of it. And it's also, it's got, as far as stylistic things, it also has a British awkwardness to it.
1: There's a very distinct kind of British self-conscious awkwardness.
0: Yeah, so there's, a, like, she puts herself in a lot of situations that are clearly bad, that anybody would just want to run from, but we as the listener have to continue on the journey with her. It's like, it's a, It reminded me a lot of Ricky Gervais' The Office, but without the funny parts between the awkward moments to make it feel okay. <laughs> there's a, a part where she goes to get a new job, and she goes to a job recruiting agency, she, she lies on her application and says that she speaks Finnish, and they just so happen to have a Finnish company represented in the building that would give her a job that would be perfect and so they have to go in and she has to stand there while they speak Finnish to her and then she says hello and then runs away.
2: Oh, okay. So I got two hits on that actually. One, a really nice thing that she did. I'm not gonna it's not a real compliment exactly, but for the for the word hello, um I, I looked at the uh, the the text version of it and it has hello spelled like H A. A with a little circle on top of it. L-L-O
0: with like a slash through it. That, that was a nice touch. <laughs> nice. Cute. Uh, oh, but, the, but the audiobook reader just pronounced it like she was deaf.
1: Hallo. <laughs> yeah, well, so... no, I mean, Germans say hallo. And Hello. so I feel like it was a very, very, you know, Scandinavian, Germanic. Sure. like Deaf girl. You know. <laughs> yeah, essentially. Yeah. The other thing is I, uh, so I actually
2: did translate also the uh, the text that uh, that they gave in Finnish.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: If in case you guys want to know what uh, what the guy said,
0: sure, I'm curious.
2: Okay, this is this is Google Google translators uh, attempted at it. Miss Bloomwood, he says cheerfully, "I enjoy very much when we met." Is it true that you have some connection to Finland? Okay, um, but as an interesting side note, there's actually a typo in it. Um, there's a, there's a word uh, the word that that supposed to be true uh was misspelled they left off an extra i and so they invented a word in finish when they uh, when they typed this oh good so yeah i found a, a finnish finished typo in the book
0: <laughs> that's all, another another compliment to you
2: i know right a self compliment
0: yeah we should we, that that'll be our other segment is this we'd have two compliments for the book and in the middle we all have to compliment Ezra once <laughs>
1: Yeah, I, I think I love... Ezra's motto should be uh "Fastidiousness is its own reward." <laughs>
0: <laughs> Here's my compliment to Ezra today. I, uh, as I wanted, I love the way you say. I have two hits on that, which is either you're you're like you're the Ezra search engine, and we type. <laughs> I type think he a, is. We type in a, pa- a phrase oh. <laughs> of the book, and then you return two hits from your notes. <laughs> it's also possible that you were a drug and we're taking two hits of ezra for each paragraph we <laughs> otherwise we wouldn't get through it
1: i got two hits of truth right here for you <laughs>
0: did you guys read uh confessions of shopaholic yeah but i was so high on ezra i don't remember much of it
2: <laughs> ezra does cloud your judgment so i would not <laughs> recommend it in uh, large doses
1: <laughs> oh, or while operating heavy machinery
2: right <laughs>
0: going to do a special segment now. Joining us, we have none other than a chick. Chick, introduce yourself.
4: Hi, resident chick, Natalie.
0: Hi, Uh, Natalie. Natalie has joined us today to not exactly defend chicks, not necessarily to defend chick literature, but merely to enlighten us on the thinking of a chick. Natalie, you told me earlier you have, in fact, read this book before.
4: I have, in fact, read this book and many in the genre. Yes.
0: <laughs> and not wow. just for the show, like, you went out and sought it out.
4: Like I said, things happen when you're 19. But
0: <laughs> do all girls have a problem with money?
4: <laughs> um, do all girls have a problem with money? Uh, do all guys have a problem with proper foot maintenance?
0: Yes. You were going to say yes no matter what she I absolutely was I
4: mean no, girls just tend to spend money on more conspicuous things while guys tend to go to Vegas and lose the house
2: It's true, I I don't have a house (laughs) (laughs) I
0: I also do not have a house, but uh, I don't think I can blame it on Vegas
4: Uh, Prostitutes?
0: Prostitutes also didn't take my house That's (laughs)
4: that's
0: a great new thing to be scared of (laughs) The (laughs) prostitutes took my house
4: They just move in. Sorry, guys. Sorry. This
0: is our new. They just put their nasty snatches all over everything, and then you don't want to sit anywhere.
4: They Uh, don't want to sit there. They rub it on the wall. uh, Mine. Mine. (laughs) (laughs) All
0: of your spoons. Don't say
4: spoons.
0: (laughs) Oh, God. I'm going to open up the the floor now. Uh, Anybody else? Pose in as rude of a possible way your questions to Chick. I got one. I got one.
2: Dear Chick, do girls fantasize about rich men fixing everything?
4: Dear guy, you uh, <laughs> do dream about hot chicks walking in and blowing them at any given moment. You know, we all dream about, I mean, I've dreamed about rich women coming in and fixing everything. Rich, rich in general is a good thing, but I think, you know, most people in their 20s, when you're dirty shit poor, you know, dream about some marvelous benefactor. You have to exchange a little sex. You know, if they're attractive,
0: okay. No, I'm joking. No. <laughs> no. I don't care if they're attractive.
1: I feel like beyond fantasy, though, I mean, Rebecca in this book tends to get very emotionally invested in her fantasies that never come true. That's And true. do all chicks, do all chicks uh, invest so much in their stupid fucking dreams?
0: <laughs> <laughs> wow. Whoa. Please, re- please respond to that question by asking us a question back about all guys.
4: Okay. Do guys... Oh, what's a good
2: one? It's um, you guys. Oh, stupid fucking
1: fantasy league! <laughs> yeah,
4: no, I was going there, damn it, Ezra.
1: Sorry. Here's another one. Um, Rebecca, okay. as far as managing her money and her her dreams, anything like that, she tends to subscribe to other people's suggestions. For instance, you know the the guy who who wrote the book about cutting back. Yeah. And about making more money from her dad. She just took that and was like, yes, I'll do this. And and not really think about it. Um, mm-hmm. Do girls ever think for themselves? <laughs>
0: <laughs> this is turning into a much more offensive segment than I originally planned.
1: It's okay. I can save this later.
2: Okay.
4: <laughs> <laughs> um, based on the amount of sitcom television I've seen, do dudes ever think for themselves once they once they get married? I... It seems like you guys get a girlfriend, you get married, and all of a sudden it's like, well, I uh I, I can't, I can't, I can't go play cards because I got to see what she's doing. So,
0: well, I mean, you know, that's a great gonna... point, but I would, I would yeah. blame that on the mainstream media's sexism. This was written by girls for girls,
4: <laughs> by a very certain type of girl. Let's 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 be clear here. This is uh, <laughs> for a very certain type of girl. This is this is written for the girl equivalent of the uh, the Sigma Chi frat boy. <laughs> <laughs> the uh, the cookie cutter amber cu- amber probably wearing hair straightener owning diamond stud loving prostitute of a woman, which is like you
0: see. when you were nineteen,
4: like me when I was nineteen. You know, things ha- shit goes down when you're nineteen. Things that, seem- yeah, no, I own diamond studs.
2: <laughs> I, I just I wish we had some pictures of Natalie when she was nineteen, so we actually know if this is true or oh, not. Oh
4: God, you guys you guys would have died.
2: Diamond studs everywhere.
4: Yeah, no, it was
2: pretty bad. <laughs> the thing that's been getting me about reading this is that you can draw all these terrible conclusions about women based on this book, right? That they are really stupid or that they only care about shopping or that they're terrible financial planners or that they pretend to speak Finnish when they can't actually speak Finnish. <laughs> um, but the thing is, it just makes you realize the messed up thing isn't that it's in the book. The messed up thing is that you would draw these conclusions based on you know this book, right? Whereas if it was the main character was a stupid guy, you would never even think about drawing conclusions about it. So it just kind of shows you, like, the messed up thing is the position of women because it matters, basically, the performance of a stupid woman could reflect badly on all women.
4: On all women, yeah, because the idea of a lit genre drives me up the wall. Like, why is it just because a book happens to have a female protagonist that, therefore, it can only... I mean, most of these, honestly, confessions of a shopaholic, just by the title alone, no dude, well, no dude formally before this,
0: Touch it. We're taking um, this bullet for all of dude kind. All of dude
4: kind. Yeah. Um, so the idea that a book about no guy would ever read a book about a woman, even if it was really good, which this isn't, but I mean, there's books that are really good, like um, good and bed, really good. Jemima J is a really good book. It's A little fucked up, but pretty good. But no guy would ever read it. Number one, because the cover's pink. Number two, because of the name. What does it say about literature? I mean, think of, a cl- think, of, think of your favorite classics. How many of them?
0: But how many have female
1: protagonists? Well, the T-Rex in, in my
0: Jurassic Park might have been female. <laughs>
1: <laughs> no, she was. Yeah, all of the dinosaurs are female in Jurassic Park. Oh, of the they are.
0: Glasses. Right? Yeah. And I, although I suppose she was the antagonist. Yeah, uh, not, antagonist. not the
1: protagonist. I'm
0: Evil thinking.
1: women, that, that's happened a bunch.
0: but um...
4: Evil women, yeah, I mean, the villains.
0: Well, to be honest, I actually did consider reading "Good in Bed," although I did not know at the time that it was about girls or even about having a story. <laughs> I thought it was a how-to. It's not a manual. <laughs> it's oh, not, it's which name. is too bad because <laughs> there are manuals by the same name, so it's really easy to get that mixed up.
4: Yeah. No, That's... it's it's about a fat girl. Oh. Oh. Oh, see, and that those books make you go, "Oh, how cute."
0: Well, I do the same thing about fat guys. The same thing I think about when I. Uh,
4: Dead um, Apatow movie.
0: <laughs> now that's I more hate. of a that's more of a vomiting sound. I hate um, Dead uh, Apatow. Uh,
1: do the words sail have a mystical power over you?
4: Honestly, it does make me a little wet. Um, <laughs> oh, gross.
1: No. That's enough. That's enough. <laughs> I,
4: but I don't know. I don't know if it's because I'm a chick or because I'm currently pretty poor. Like it could be. It could be both. It could be one. I've been poor for a bit of time. Um, but I mean, like.
0: That's fair, because mm-hmm. I actually do get a little wet when I see the sale sign, but if, when it, that's when it's like, it's like a cookie crisp cereal, two for one. Ooh.
4: Like, if it's things thing you want, like, the sale at Home Depot sign, I promise you, has no effect over my vagina.
0: <laughs> but, um, <laughs> why do you gotta got secu- sexualize this? Is that a chick thing?
4: Uh, <laughs> no, it's more of a Natalie thing. It's okay. A, sorry. It's, it's, well, it's good
0: on, on you. It's oh. also an Ezra yeah. thing, because that, that's that's pretty common like here that. on the show that's the bread and butter of my, my comedy well listen Natalie it's been great to have you on on behalf of 51% of humanity in <laughs>
4: 51 and climbing <laughs> no. Th-
0: thank you very much nice for joining guys. us Thanks, it Natalie. was great we'll have you again bye. soon it's Natalie. bye, bye. have a new game welcome to the confessions of a shopaholic mad lib starring ezra and chris as our two contestants actually in this case you guys are going to be working together to come up with a mad lib so there's there there are going to be no winners actually no there will be a winner announced this week it'll be chris but you guys are working (laughs) as a team (laughs) you guys are working as a team to write this mad lib so first i need from you guys a disease please name a disease Lyme disease.
2: Lyme disease.
0: One. That is a good one. Um, do you guys know much about Lyme disease? Um,
1: you get it from ticks. Uh, it's a bloodborne illness. Yeah, it's a bloodborne illness, and uh, it weakens your uh, kind of blood nutrient carrying system. I think, or something like that. I don't know. I know that you slowly rot away.
0: Oh, okay. Uh, um, so, so what would be something that? Do you know something that uh, prevents Lyme disease? Checking for ticks
1: checking for ticks checking for
2: ticks okay,
0: <laughs> right. checking for ticks. Uh, okay. Um, now you know, give me another symptom of the disease
1: um you have ticks
0: <laughs> <laughs> they'll probably come first right and then you'd get Lyme disease you, from the ticks you and you
2: then get a, you get a circular skin rash.
0: Also <laughs> circular skin rash. Alright, that's a good yeah, one. I'm currently Wikipedia.
2: Yeah, I'm on it. <laughs> okay.
0: Um now, about that one though. Alright, now uh please a profession unrelated to Lyme disease.
1: Um Arborist.
0: Ooh.
2: <laughs> that's <a good> one. <laughs> that is unrelated.
0: Um all right, and uh let's see can we get one more one more side effect of of Lyme disease? Like is there anything that having Lyme disease would prevent you from doing?
1: um um playing in the NBA.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Can't play in the NBA. It's true cuz there's like fatigue and joint weakness. Okay, right. perfect.
0: Um now, okay, uh can I get please a folk remedy not necessarily for Lyme disease, but it could be.
1: Um oh, exorcism head on directly <laughs> to the forehead.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Those are both good, but I heard exorcism first. Um, Okay, now I just need a verb. Drive. (laughs) Drive? All right. And Ezra, from you, how about a noun?
1: Okay. Bone. (laughs) Um, Man, that was going to be my verb.
2: That was going to be my verb also. You said it first.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Okay. And lastly, I'm going to replace... I'm going to put that same verb in one more time. Okay, now, so this is a game, but it also has sort of a serious point. And my point is this. My point is that shopaholism is, and, and this horrible financial results are definitely a DSM-recognized disease. And to illustrate, I have mad-libbed the description of this book with your chosen disease. So I'm going to read it to you now. <laughs> Becky Bloomwood has a flat, fabulous flat in London's trendiest neighborhood. A troop of glamorous socialite friends and a a closet brimming with the season's bust halves. The only trouble is that she has Lyme disease. Her (laughs) job writing at Tix Magazine not only bores her to tears, (laughs) it aggravates her circular skin rash. And lately, Becky's been chased by dismal letters from her arborist about her application to the NBA. And they're getting even harder to ignore. She tries cutting back. She even tries exorcism, but none of her efforts succeeds. Becky's only consolation is to drive herself a bone, just a little bone. What? <laughs> <laughs> so you're Mad Lib, don't blame me.
2: You're supposed to be the guiding force. We don't know what's supposed to happen. <laughs> <laughs>
0: That's true. The first half was a little better, and then when I got more generic, it sort of lost it. Well, wow. here's here's mine that I made beforehand. Would is, uh, would this book still be funny and cute if she was an alcoholic?
2: Yeah. Oh God. No, actually I was thinking about this. It's basically it's like it's a a book about addiction for people who don't like drugs. <laughs> it's uh, it's like sort of, you know, yeah, it's like it's train spotting, but now you're in London and they're shopping.
0: Wasn't
1: It was in Scotland. Oh, okay. It's in Glasgow. Yeah. Mm.
0: Okay, so here's here's my Mad Lib though if we're alcoholic. So Becky Bloomwood has a fabulous fabulous flat in London's trendiest neighborhood. A troop of grand glamorous socialite friends in a closet brimming with margarita mix. The only trouble is that she can't feel her toes most days. <laughs> her job writing at Mothers Against Drunk Driving Quarterly not only bores her to <laughs> tears, she doesn't have enough room on her de- in her desk for the 40 she's going to have with lunch. And le- lately, Becky's been chased by Dismal letters from her liver about decreased will to function. And they're getting even harder to ignore. She tries cutting back, she even tries going to twelve step meetings, but none of her efforts succeed. Becky's only consolation is to pour herself a little something. Just a little something. Aww. See? It's not cute and funny if she's an wow. alcoholic. So I mean no. we, we just what we learn
2: is that there's some disease that are some diseases that are funnier <laughs> than others. <is. laughs>
0: and of course, oh. as it previously indicated, the winner of the Confessions of a Shopaholic Mad Lib game is Chris. Chris, congratulations. Next. Hooray!
1: I never thought I would
0: see a 3 P, but that's not awesome. <laughs> There it
1: is. Uh, <laughs>
2: what will we do after the Chris era? That's fine.
0: <laughs> you know, Chris, I want you to know, we will be doing drug testing, and we're taking away your high-performance swimwear that you're wearing right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, It's okay.
1: My foot's a little sore. I don't think I can practice both the 100 and 200-meter podcast games. Okay. So. <laughs>
0: i'm ready i'm ready for a final compliment and then to move on yeah my closing compliment is related to what you were just saying a second ago chris um but i i think the one thing that i've enjoyed about this so far is this is my favorite narrator my favorite reader of audiobooks so far um, partially, and I know this is kind of cheap, but she is British, and it's adorable. Yeah. Um, <laughs> one of the things I really like about her is that she does voices, and I kind of enjoy her voices. So here's just her standard Becky voice.
3: God, I love new clothes. If everyone could just wear new clothes every day, I reckon depression wouldn't exist anymore.
0: Here is her doing the uh, Mr. Big uh, generic <laughs> rich man the day voice.
3: But if you had the odd half hour to spare, you wouldn't be interested in doing a little shopping, would you?
0: And then uh, on this voice, she's got sort of like a deep breathy, anyway, uh, kind of husky sound. Yeah, it's pretty good.
1: It's pretty good. She sounds like, um, did you guys see Shaun of the Dead? Yeah. Yeah, um, Simon Pegg, uh, his roommate, the tall guy, who's like the first to be zombified. She sounds like that guy, kind of. It's really great.
0: (laughs) So here's the love uninterest. This is Tarquin.
3: Do you like Wagner?
0: And here's a cab driver.
3: And punters who don't speak the bloody language drive you crazy. Don't get me wrong. I've got nothing against foreigners. Yeah, there's yes. some range
1: there. I
2: mean, that's like, that's,
3: that's good. They're kind of nice sounding.
0: So I like that. Who's
3: next?
2: I can kind of piggyback on this. To, to sort of, again, say how great this, this narrator is, uh, whose, whose name is Emily Gray, by the way. There's, uh, there's one part, right, where one of our many awkward situations where... Um, Becky has basically Becky borrowed money from rich guy um, to to buy a wonderful scarf that was on sale, and then you know she's wearing the scarf uh, when she runs into the rich guy, and so she has to somehow say you know why she has it before it was said to be a, a gift for her aunt. So why would Becky have this? I always say you know, the line is actually kind of funny, and the l- delivery is is pretty is 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 really good. So she uh, what she says is this.
3: I bought it for my aunt, as a present, but she... died. It was... her leg, I hear myself say. Her leg? Mrs Brandon, staring at me anxiously. What was wrong with her leg? It... swelled up and got septic, I say after a pause. And they had to amputate it, and then she died. <laughs>
2: Um, I mean it, it does highlight how terrible Becky is at everything um, but I appreciate that <laughs> I appreciate that it was the book was fully committed to to, to making Becky terrible across the board you know they were like, like okay look the, the point of this book is that she's crap at life and we are not going to stray from that point that is our, our main <laughs> selling point she is bad
1: at everything but shopping there you go
0: the compliment is consistency.
1: Yeah. <laughs> okay. My compliment is actually just um, – it's it's a half-genuine compliment, I guess. Um, <laughs> the uh, There's a point at which Becky is really emotionally invested on winning the lottery because she just decided that day that she's going to be a lottery winner. She picked out like nine numbers or nine tickets and surely one of them is going to win and she'll become a millionaire. Um, by the way – Also, the narrator says millionaire in a very appealing way.
0: Um, (laughs) Good job, Ms. Gray.
1: Yeah, great job. Um, This is probably the only time at which I've seen any sort of plot or uh, uh, climax uh, of anything coming together happen at a lottery drawing watched over the television.
0: (laughs) Are you commenting the originality of that? Is that the idea?
1: I, I think I'm complimenting the originality. Um, yeah, let's say originality. I don't know. Uh, I, just, <laughs> I, I think it was kind of dumb, but at least I've never seen it before. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, that does seem kind of a half-assed compliment if your compliment is how dumb this moment was. <laughs> Nothing personal.
1: Can my, can my uh, other compliment be the word Millionaire. Can we you play that? No, I
0: think that's a better compliment. Your compliment is just that she says a millionaire in an appealing way.
1: Yeah. Um, so the narrator says, "Millionaire in a really appealing way. It makes me want money." Um, can we <laughs> play that?
0: Yeah, yeah. Here's here's millionaire.
3: I'm going to be a millionaire.
0: Oh. Isn't that nice? That's pretty. That's good. nice. <laughs> so I was trying to be sexy sound, but it sounded like gross sound too. They they sound so similar with me. That's weird. You should have that checked out. <laughs> I
1: won't.
0: <laughs> Thank you guys so much for joining me. Thank you for getting through half of Confessions of a Shopaholic with me. Uh-huh. Thanks for being there. It's like you're—it's like you guys are a support group for an addiction that I don't have, but continue doing anyway. <laughs> <laughs> I find the idea of uh, of drugs physically repellent but i keep doing them because i love the support group meetings <laughs>
2: <laughs> you, need, you need a support group addiction support group
0: <laughs> exactly <laughs> thank you guys for joining me you guys are you have an excellent thanks ez yep thanks chris yeah and, absolutely uh, for, thanks again to natalie who joined us for to to try to defend chicks and Chick Lit. and we will have more of the three of us we will have more of Confessions of a Shopaholic probably the rest of it out for you next Monday and at some point more chicks in the future that was fun
1: yeah yeah absolutely so uh, I look forward to being done with Confessions of a Shopaholic next week
0: yeah me too oh. I'm not looking forward to the intervening six hours <laughs> oh man it's, it's actually
2: it's downhill actually it's only five and a half I think now lucky yeah. us <laughs> We're more than halfway done. I think you should thank God for that.
0: that. <laughs> Which, right. if
1: you're playing at one and a half X, is like,
0: yeah. what, four hours? Yeah. I'm through. yeah. That's a half a shift. I get a lunch break after that.
2: Yeah, you deserve a lunch break after this.
0: Yeah, thank Alright, thanks again, guys. Talk to you next week. Thanks for checking out this episode of Read It and Weep. You can find more episodes on our website, Read. Weep.com, that's read-weep.com, and you can send us feedback at our email address. It's podcasts at readweep.com.